Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, who doesn't love a good belt? Everybody loves a good belt. Everybody loves a good wallet. Everybody loves good socks. I like, love always. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a wallet. I was gonna say, I love a good belt once in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I definitely do not know what you're saying. Uh, that's a typical part of our conversations. Uh, but if you do like those <laughs> basics uh, of your wardrobe, of your life, I mean, your wallet is like you're going to it a bunch of times a day. You got to have a great one. And you don't want one of those George Costanza wallets that where you, you know, you're sitting sideways because it's so big. Grip6 has great wallets, great socks, great belts. They're stylish. They're minimalist. Uh, they do everything you need these items to do. And they source everything in America, which is fantastic. They do a great job because, you know, they actually like like the country. I, this is a crazy idea. They think the country isn't the uh, the genesis of all evil, which is I, I don't know, an interesting stance for a company to take these days. Go to grip6.com slash stew. Use the code stew. You get 15% off. Grip, the number 6.com slash stew. Get 15% off today. Welcome to it. It is Friday. We've got a lot on our plate today, so let's get right to it. In 60 seconds, we take on part two of our CNN excoriation. All right, uh, the Tunnel Twins book. Yesterday, I talked to you about the uh, CNN claims about imposter Christianity, how they're trying to present you with a highly stylized and utterly incorrect view of how separation of church and state was supposed to be understood. Um, and we're going to talk more about it today. But I want you to think just for a second about how many times you've witnessed the left trying to distort actual history in real time. And how many Americans actually believe it because they don't know actual history. You deserve better. You need better. More importantly, your kids deserve and need better. I want you to check out the new book, America's History, today. Strike While the Iron is Hot. It is a history book, but it's more than that. It is a doorway for your children into the world of understanding that they have to have if we're going to keep the republic. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Take advantage of their America's History book launch. You can even preview a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why it's needed, why it's absolutely crucial in the here and now. You'll see everything they're including in the offer, including the audiobook version. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Now, friends, uh, yesterday I read, I read to you from the, from the scriptures written by CNN uh, about an imposter Christianity. Oh, can I hear it? Amen. This imposter Christianity, says CNN, is threatening American democracy. They write in their holy scriptures 
The insurrection of January 6th marked the first time many Americans realized the U.S. is facing a burgeoning white Christian nationalist movement. This movement uses Christian language to cloak sexism and hostility to black people and non-white immigrants in its quest to create a white Christian America. Amen! Now, I think, stop the music, I think we are so screwed up that I want to take this seriously. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, there's no way out of this one, but I think there is. And I want to start, if I may, with a hymn. I know, open up your hymn books to hymn 147. Uh, Go ahead, let's uh, play the organ and everyone sing along, shall we? No, 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 not that one, Sarah, not that one. No, no, no. Do you not have from the hymn book? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. From the hymnals. Now, everybody, sing along. Send us thine asteroid, O Lord. scriptures according to Glenn. I want to share with you, if I might, what CNN is saying. But CNN is saying that we are just a white Christian America looking, white Christian uh, nationalist movement members looking to get rid of anyone of any other color. Again, Lord, 
Send down your sacred asteroid to destroy us all. Uh, they went on yesterday, and we explained all of this. The uh, article said there are three key beliefs associated with the white Christian nationalists, and belief number one was a belief that the United States was founded as a Christian nation. It took us an hour to debunk that yesterday, and they're still looking into it. They're like, oh, there's so much information here, I don't know what to do with it. But let's move on. The Constitution, they say in the article, says nothing about God, the Bible, or the Ten Commandments. Amen! And saying the U.S. was founded as a Christian nation ignores the fact that much of its initial wealth was derived from slave labor and land stolen from the Native Americans. All right, so let's just get these uh, things down here. It was Christian America that brought oppression. Got it. America's wealth was derived by slave labor. Okay. And America's land was stolen from the Native Americans. Well, if I may, in no way, in no way does being a Christian nation imply that proponents of such of you reject or ignore the sins of America's past. We were sinners. We are currently even bigger sinners. What we actually want is a historical Christian America to be more acutely aware of the failures and throughout our history it has been christian ministers pastors and leaders with a correct understanding of the scriptures at the forefront of fighting against such failures and shortcomings so let's take them one by one first christian america brought oppression well not really uh do you know about the witch trials over in europe yeah lasted Decades and decades and decades. Here, it was stopped. And it only lasted about 18 months. Why is that? A Christian minister. Yes, pointed out. Hey, you're reading the Bible incorrectly. And then increased Mather. He was instrumental in stopping the Salem witch trials. He's like, I don't think we should use any of this magic stuff. Maybe we should go back and look at, you know... Uh, in the uh there has to be a witness of three or more and you have to have actual facts and evidence you know like the bible says ministers and religious leaders also led the charge against slavery they were using in the south they were they were using the bible to say we can have slaves yes an incorrect understanding of the gospel of jesus christ and there are many examples. So let's go to the second claim. America's wealth was de derived from slave labor. Yes, that's right. You know who used to say that a lot? Our great, fine, fine president, old Jefferson Davis. Yeah, old Jeff used to say that all the time. America's wealth it's derived from slave labor. We can't have an America without slavery. Unfortunately, that's not true. <laughs> Jeff Davis, go, 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 go. I think he might have been drinking. The contention that slavery constituted a major source of wealth during the founding of America is entirely erroneous and a little more than a gross regurgitation of old pro-slavery Confederate propaganda. 
the importation of slaves in North America did not become substantial until more than a century after its initial founding. No more than 5,000 slaves were disembarked in any year until 1727. When it began to substantially increase, it was well after the Christian founding. By the way, does anybody know that if New England would have been considered a country and not England, New England would have been considered um, the first country in the world 50 years ahead of everybody else of abolishing slavery. Yeah, New England did that. Abolished slavery 50 years before anyone else. Did anybody know that our pilgrims actually, because of a storm, had a slave ship wash up upon their store their shores? But the Bible calls that to man-stealing. And when they boarded the ship and realized that it was a slave ship, they arrested the captain and the crew. Then they took a, a, a collection. I'm passing around the collection plate. Give until it hurts, pilgrims. And they did. And you know what they used that money for? Ha! It's crazy. They used that money to uh, gain the passage on that ship with a new crew back to Africa. Ha, huh, that's weird. Significantly, slavery impoverished the areas which practiced it in comparison to those parts of the country which did not. Let me give you Alex de Tocqueville. He noted that the colonies in which there was no slaves became more populous and more prosperous than those in which slavery flourished. De Tocqueville's uh, observations are confirmed by the facts of economic history. But why care about that? We're, we're so busy redefining history and economics, I don't think we're actually in a recession. The story of the South is one of stagnation and increasingly falling behind the rest of the nation. Aside from the few owners of large plantations, the people of the South were generally more impoverished than the people in the North. At the time of the Revolutionary War, the South had been the wealthier region by far, but their reliance upon slavery sapped the strength out of the region. As economic historians from Harvard and UC Davis explained when they were sane, from 1774 and 1860, the per annum growth rates for New England, 1.26%, the Middle Atlantic, 1.08%, and the South's 0.31%. Hmm. By 1860, the real product per capita in the South was 40 points behind New England. A Harvard economic study identified that even today there exists a significant negative relationship between past slave use and current economic performance. In fact, all forms of slavery were detrimental to economic development. But CNN, why take it from Harvard? You know... As uh, early as 1793, major fi figures such as Nor Webster pointed out, in no particular, um, in no particular, 
uh, are the deplorable effects of slavery more visible than in checking the destroying of national industry and productivity? Wherever we turn our eyes to view the comparative effects of freedom and slavery on agriculture, arts, commerce, science, the mind is deeply affected at the astonishing contrast. To labor solely for the benefit of other men is repugnant to every principle of the human heart. Third, and I love this one, America's land was stolen from the Native Americans. Well, we may have to open up our hymnals again. As my sermon today to bring CNN out of the fires of hell uh, continues in 60 seconds. Let me talk to you about Relief Factor. When you live in pain, sometimes getting through the day just means doing the best you can, even when that's a lot less than it used to be. Knowing that you could be doing so much more, enjoying your life so much more, is frustrating because you've tried everything you can think of. I know because that used to be me. I know because my hands got into such cramps and I'd have so much pain uh, in my body, I just couldn't do anything. My wife finally convinced me, why aren't you trying Relief Factor? It's, it's an advertiser on the place all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, pff, you know, it's a radio show host. They're not experts. Honey, I'm a doctor. And she said, why would you guys take a commercial that you don't believe in? And I said, well, I, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. It won't work for me because ibuprofen that's that's a joke it doesn't ever work for me inflammation she said i'm not going to listen to you whine anymore unless you try it so i tried it this has four different ingredients that attack inflammation from four different directions instead of ibuprofen and it's one direction I don't know why, but this works for me. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because they feel the same way I do. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes. Um, so now today we continue with our sermon. We uh, we just talked to you a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, the three things that the um, uh, CNN was pointing out that shows that we just want a resurgence of the old South and that we just don't understand America's true history. For instance, the third point was America's land was stolen from Native Americans. Ministers and religious communities were at the forefront in treating native tribes with respect and honoring land deals. Yes, CNN, it's true. The religious pilgrims strictly only occupied land lawfully purchased. This land was bought at a price agreed upon by the native tribes in founding Plymouth in 1620. At the start of King Philip's War in 1675, Plymouth Governor Joshua Winslow explained, I think I can clearly say that before these present troubles broke out, the English did not possess one foot of land in this colony that was uh, that was uh, not fairly obtained by honest purchase of the Indian proprietors. Uh, 
Reverend uh, Roger Williams lawfully purchased the land at a price agreed upon by the native tribes in order to found uh, Rhode Island in 1636. Reverend John Davenport lawfully purchased the land at a price agreed upon by the native tribes in order to found New Haven in 1637. In founding Pennsylvania, and this is an incredible stat I, ne- I had never heard before, William Penn, as in Pennsylvania, purchased the land from the Indians. But there was a problem. When they purchased the land from one tribe, the other tribe said, well, but they stole it from us. We're the actual owners. And so he purchased it again from a second tribe. And then a third tribe came in and said, yeah, but they stole it from us. Parts of Pennsylvania, William Penn bought three separate times just to make sure he had secured a clear title from each tribe that claimed it had been stolen from them by another Indian tribe. Remember the uh, 1888 wall map of Jamestown versus the Pilgrims? I showed this to you on a couple of TV shows, and I've talked about it on radio. Um, Throughout the Northeast and most of early America, the land was purchased by the colonists. In the South, it was different. But because the land was bought, the longest lasting treaty in American history between whites and Indians was the treaty between the pilgrims and the Indians. And who broke that treaty? Yes, yes, the Indians. If you look at that map I showed you, it shows Jamestown is was founded on slavery. It becomes an absolute nightmare and everything goes sour from there. This is the same argument that we had before the Civil War. Were we a country founded in slavery with Jamestown, or are we a Christian nation that come from the pilgrims that tried to do the things right? Well, guess which one I think we are, and guess which one I think we should be. White Christian nationalist, they say, CNN, belief number two, a belief in a warrior Christ. They write, videos from the January 6th attacks show a chaotic, tear-gas-soaked scene at the Capitol that looks more like a medieval battle. Insurrectionists punch police officers, use flagpoles as spears, and smashed officers' faces against doors while a mob shouted, fight for Trump. The attack left five people dead. No, it didn't. Nearly 140 law enforcement officers injured. The incongruity of people carrying Jesus save signs while joining a mob whose members are pummeling police officers leads to an obvious question. How can white Christian nationalists who claim to follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who renounced violence in the Gospels, support violent insurrection? You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I got an answer to that one. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. You probably spend at least some of the time thinking about nutrition that is contained in the food you eat. I know. I think about it, you know. Ask yourself this question. Have you thought about the nutritional value of your dog's food? If you're feeding him or her kibble food, the answer is, eh, Almost nothing is nutritional in that because they sterilize the stuff out for a long shelf life. Please check out Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It is a supplement. 
uh, developed by Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle this on the dog food, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for you, it's uh, or if it's healthy for the dog, it's probably in rough greens. And most dogs love it and will go crazy. I want you to try it out with your dog. Now, if your dog doesn't eat it, um, you know, then it's worthless to you. But they want to send you a free bag just to make sure your dog eats it. If your dog eats it, I'm telling you, you will see healthy changes over the next 6, 8, 12 months with your dog. It's amazing. It's free. Just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Your last day to get 20 bucks off your subscription with the promo code UNSAFE. debunking uh, the almighty cnn today all right so uh the next part of the cnn article is white christian nationalists believe in a warrior christ they write videos from the january 6 attack show chaotic tear gas soaked scene with capital that looked more like a medieval battle insurrectionists punch police officers use flagpoles of spears and smashed officers faces against doors while a mob chanted fight for trump the attack left five people dead no and nearly 140 enforcement officers injured the incongruity of people carrying jesus save signs while joining the mob whose members are pummeling police officers lead to an obvious question how can white christian nationalists who claim to follow jesus the prince of peace who renounced violence in the gospel support a violent insurrection. You know, I really have a hard time for, uh, you know, when, when I listen to people who will deny the gospel, deny Jesus Christ, uh, deny the, even God, preach to me about what Jesus Christ in the Bible says. But I, I digress. Uh, the problem is, uh, they say in the article, that's because they follow a different Jesus than the one depicted in the Gospels, says Dumez, who is a professor of history and gender studies at Calvin University, a Christian school in Michigan. They follow the Jesus depicted in the book of Revelation, the warrior with eyes like flames of fire and a robe dipped in blood and led armies of heaven on white horses in the final triumphant battle against the forces of the Antichrist. Um, white Christian nationalists have refashioned Jesus into a kick-butt savior who's willing to smite enemies to restore America to a Christian nation by force if necessary. Yeah, nope. Uh, that is, by the way, the last line of that is, Dumez and others say, I'd like to know who all the others are, but again, I digress. Um, okay. We're looking, we're, we're refashioning Jesus into a kick-butt savior who's willing to smite enemies to restore America to a Christian nation by force. You know, I think, uh, I think the kick-butt uh, Jesus might come and destroy all of us in America for the way we're living. Uh, but that's what he will do. He will lead armies, uh, not us. In, in what church, by the way, is anyone hearing? Because remember, CNN said every Christian pastor and every faith leader is now bullied into thinking they have to preach this crap. Does anyone anywhere recall a recent sermon or where the pastor depicted or a stained glass window where Jesus is dressed up like Rambo with a 50 caliber uh, bullet uh, belt wrapped around his chest? Here's what my faith teaches, and it might be what your faith teaches, something like this. God is a lamb. Jesus is a lamb, but he is also a lion. 
and he will roar. We have to follow in his footsteps and love even our enemies if we expect to be on his side. Otherwise, when he roars, we'll be destroyed, too. He is not a terrorist. He is not a killer. In fact, because he died for our sins, he did nothing to defend even his own life. However, he does not require us to be nailed to a cross. That was his job. So we can, each of us, all, all people, I don't care what faith, religion, I don't care what color of skin, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent. Everyone has a right to defend themselves and their families. But to hate our enemies, even wish ill on them, on those who hate us or may hate us, is not the spirit of Christ. That is the spirit of the world, and that is the spirit of natural man. We cannot fight hatred with hatred. Only love will conquer what we are going through. We have to love truth more than ourselves. We have to love mercy more than life. Next one, white Christian nationalist belief number three. A belief that there's such a person as a real American. Well, that's right. There is a real American out there. The article says in 2008 presidential election, vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin introduced a new term to the political discourse. She talked about the real America and the pro-America areas of this great nation. Since then, many conservative political candidates have used the term real Americans to draw contrast between their supporters and their opposition. Uh, Such language has been co-opted into a worldview held by many white Christian nationalists, a nation divided between real Americans and other citizens who don't deserve the same rights, experts on white Christian nationalism say. Again, I'd like to know who the experts are. Um, Okay, first of all, uh, there are real Americans. I mean, let's cut through the bullcrap here because it has nothing to do with Christian faith and doctrine. Nothing. What CNN is so opposed to here, the term real America, is something that Americans used to see as a compliment. It's individual liberty. It is the right to life, liberty, and property, the ability to protect those rights as your own first responder. It's a belief that there is a law of the land and that we are a land of laws and not men. Because of that, no man, no one person is above the law. The real America is an America of freedom, and those freedoms come with responsibilities. And those freedoms must never be infringed upon by the national government, nor the people with different political beliefs that live in large cities on the coast. Nor can the people in the middle of the country take away the rights from the people who live in the large cities on the coast. This is the only thing required to be an American. Your race, your religion, your station in life, your education, where you live, your belief in lower or higher taxes does not make you an American. If you're a Democrat, you can be a real American. If you're a Republican, independent, you can be a real American. The real American believes truly in one thing, and we can disagree on everything else. You believe that all men are created equal and endowed by a creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and governments are instituted among men to 
protect those rights. That's all you have to believe in. You just have to believe that the government cannot infringe on the Bill of Rights. And there's many more rights than that. But they have the federal government has no uh, way, no right to infringe on those because we are supposed to be masters of our own life. We answer to God. The government answers to us. That's what we you know, that's why people came here from all over the world. That's why they still come here. There was a rule of law. Have you noticed that all the nations where people are flocking to America for good reasons, they come across the border, they do everything. Why? Because in their nation, their station of life is permanent. You're born in poverty, you live in poverty. You cannot change your station in life. And the government plays games. They pick favorites. That's why they came here. They came here because they believe they have a chance. Now, America has not always been that place. But the question is, are we getting better or worse? We should not be trying to abolish this. We should be trying to be better at our mission statement that all men are created equal. See, this is what CNN is hinting at here. They are they are hinting that, uh, you know, America sucks and anybody who wants to believe what the founders did is wrong. And if you say you're a real American, what does that even mean? I just told you from many one e pluribus unum. That doesn't make us all the same, which the left is currently trying to make everyone the same. They're against things like the Electoral College. They want people in New York and Los Angeles to dictate how people live their lives in places like Idaho or Texas. I don't want Idaho or Texas telling New York or California how to live their life, what to do with their own governments. That's their choice. They want open borders as long as those borders don't reach their own cities. I'll talk about that next hour. They want our cities to burn if their demands are not met, as long as those cities aren't their own. Sometimes they are their own, and they don't care. We don't believe that. Americans don't believe that. Democrats don't believe that. Democrats in power may. Democrats, or I should say Marxists, who are posing as Democrats, believe that. But Americans don't. The real America is only an America operating under its constitution and declaration of independence. And I'm sure a large majority of Christians agree with the U.S. Constitution. If you don't agree with the Constitution and you want to change the Constitution, not through the regular constitutional process, because you can amend it, amend it. You don't want guns? Amend the Constitution. If you want to go outside of the Constitution, destroy it or change it in any other means, then really, by definition, you cannot be not a real American. You cannot be an American because you are calling for things that the American system does not do. There are clear ways to change it if you don't like it or you think it's a mistake. But you don't like those rules. We're just asking for those rules to apply equally to everyone.
and for those rules to apply. This entire article is nothing more than assault on people of faith, but it's dressed up with words white and nationalism purely to give it a January 6th spin. The next part gives it all away. Quote, those who want the U.S. to become a Christian nation face a huge obstacle. Most Americans don't subscribe to their vision of America. Well, if their vision of America is what CNN said, I'd be with you. But this is a lie written by experts who are not experts in theology, who are not experts in history. They are activists and most likely Marxists. The mainstreaming of white Christian nationalism comes from a growing number of Americans who are rejecting organized religion. For the first time in the U.S. last year, membership in communities of worship fell below 50%. Belief in God is at an all-time low. Why is that? Is that because of our white nationalist Christians? Or is that because of our society? Is that because of our universities? Is that because, like Woodrow Wilson said, the point of a university is to make a man the most unlike his father as possible? Faith in God and Christianity in general is what's on trial here. As I showed you over the last two days, this country is a Christian nation. It is what our founders believed, and it is what led them to create the Constitution and our laws and everything our society is built upon. But it does not mean that it is a, reli- that it is a government that is Christian. It was built on Christian principles. But it is not a government of Christian of Christians. It is a nation that is Christian. The government is neutral and protects everyone equally. That is why faith in God has to be eroded because they don't believe that they have dressed it up as that. But that is not what they actually say and mean. To them, it all has to come down. And it's the same tactics that have been seen in places like the 1930s in Germany, the Soviet Union, and Mao's China. This is another Marxist attack. uh, And it is uh, easy to debunk. If you want the information that I just gave, it's about 30 pages, nine pages of footnotes. So please don't take it from me. Do your own homework. Click on the hyperlinks on all of the footnotes. You can get that now at glenbeck.com. The Blaze has written an article about it and has uh, the whole um, information. If you are a subscriber to our newsletter, go to glenbeck.com and uh, sign up for the newsletter. It is absolutely free. All of this information is in today's newsletter. Go to glenbeck.com and share this article with everybody because this is is the truth back in just a minute one night years ago this old sheet snob lay in bed thinking that's it no more burlap sack sheets for me i'm gonna live the high life from now on i'm in too deep and i was it had become an addiction an obsession for me a desperate need to be fulfilled every time i bought a shed a set of sheets And pretty much it worked out. Okay, I'm addicted, but I slept well. Mike Lindell is a man who understands the plight of sheet snobs. 
And right now, he's having his biggest sheet sale ever. They're called Percal Sheets. They're made from a tightly woven cotton that is lightweight and very breathable, which makes them perfect for summer sleeping. The queen size regular price is eighty nine ninety eight, But right now, save! Right now, they're only thirty nine ninety eight when you use the promo code BECK. Limited supply, so you have to order now. When they're gone, they're gone. They come with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square and use the promo code BECK. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products or call 800-966-3117 and use the promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today. And never miss a moment of truth. Hello, America. It's Friday. Uh, by the way, today on our Friday exclusive, only on Blaze TV, commercial free, I'm going to be taking your questions. Uh, you can ask me anything, but you have to be a member of Blaze TV this time. If you happen to be watching us uh, on Blaze TV now, you can just go into the chat section and uh, and just ask your questions there. My producers are watching that now, and you can ask me anything. I mean anything, because uh, I mean after all, I'm going to ask Bill O'Reilly anything uh, and risk his ire. Coming up in just a second, Mr. Bill O'Reilly on the biggest story of the week, then Michael Malice. Uh, Then we have Jack Carr on with us. Uh, He is the guy who just wrote the big Netflix uh, special that is on now. Uh, We'll have him on and Carol Roth as we continue.